Welcome back. In today's video, I'm going to share with you seven simple tips to help you know how to start dating after a divorce. And tip number one is pretty simple. Use the dating apps to experiment. And what I mean by that is if we've been through a divorce, that means there's pain from our childhood we haven't addressed. I mean, that's what created the attraction. If you've seen my other videos on divorce or relationships, you'll know that's true. That's what the science shows is all, all we're doing in relationship is replaying um, the unhealed trauma from our childhood. That's it. We learn about relationship in childhood. We look to repeat it. Um, Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. And because our brain and body gets addicted to what we experienced, it's all we know. It's, it's the version of a relationship we saw. And so we recreate it until we heal it. Well, if we haven't done that, or maybe we're in the processes, if you've watched my other videos, maybe you've already started that journey. Well, my hope is you have. And that's why I suggest using the dating apps to experiment. Even if you're a non-dating app person, the point is this. Learn what your attraction mechanisms are because you're going to see that you are constantly, like I get people who post, I keep picking narcissists. Well, how are they? They don't say it that way. They say, I keep attracting or narcissists love me. Or, you know, in other words, there's a detachment as though they weren't responsible for how they keep ending up with narcissists. Well, that's because they're, they're not aware of how their childhood and their past trauma is still affecting them. They haven't healed enough. So they're still placing the responsibility on to the narcissist or somebody else. It's not. We have billions of people we can choose from to date. If we keep ending up with toxic people, that's a mirror into the toxicity with loving perfectly imperfect toxicity within us that needs to be healed. Okay? So that's why I say use the dating apps to experiment. Because take the ones that like you normally are attracted to and don't select them. Start looking at different people and going, I wonder what this person would be like on a date. Like, just go on a date. Just real simple. Just learn. Like, what is it? Why don't I like this? What's triggering me here? Because, again, we have to reorient our brain from the toxic dynamic we got taught in childhood. And so we have to put ourselves in a position to learn about it and find new attractions. So that's step number one. Use the dating apps to experiment. Step number two, start going out with all the boring ones. <laughs> I'll never forget. My counselor told me that decades ago. Um, I was like, how? I said, I came into the office like, how will I know I'm normal? And he goes, you know, Kenny, all those women that right now you find boring and unattractive, he goes, when you start finding them attractive, that's when you'll know you're ready for a real relationship. And I literally, without pausing, without even thinking, I just said the big F word. Sorry, I did. I was like, there's no way. I'm not like, because the picture in my head of the boring, you know, so-called unattractive ones, they're not unattractive. But in, you know, when you, you look at those types that you would never pursue, 
you put that moniker on them. It's not that they are, it's, it's about your own issues. But um, I was like, oh my God, that's just no way. Well, here I am years later and he's right. I can see the type of woman I've always been attracted to. And man, that chemical, it's just like, oh, like, man, I crumble inside. Like I get weak in the knees of my, oh, and then immediately I am hit with all the death and destruction. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Like I see a tsunami and I see me splayed out afterwards, just dismembered and destroyed. And I'm like, man, she's great, but I'm not going to end up like that again. And so it's like now there's an aversion to that attraction. It's immediate. It's like with my drinking, you know, what makes an alcoholic or an addict keep going back is they think it's going to soothe the pain they're trying to avoid. When they finally give up is when they recognize no, I'm going to be in more pain. And that's when they let it go. And so, like, I'll smell drinks. I love this one. I miss the taste of a drink. The problem is I had no option. I sit across from someone who has one drink. I'm like, how do you do it? It's just not. I'd be like, we're not done until I got 20 of them. It's just the way, you know, my trauma history works. And luckily, I'm now at the place where if I think about a drink, I immediately see the consequences. Well, I don't want any part of that. And that's why I'm saying start dating the boring people. You need to train yourself to start having that reaction towards the so-called attractive ones and start seeing these safer, more quiet, more appropriate, less dangerous, less toxic people as attractive. Number three, look at your hobbies and not the dating apps. I talked about this in another divorce video that we need to learn to date ourselves. And so one of the things is after you use the dating apps to experiment and try all that out, then if you like, I mean, it's up to you, do what works best for you, but maybe back out of the dating apps. And now if you've sat down, like I suggested in other videos of, you know, deciding what your morals and values are, what your needs and wants, needs and wants are things that bring us joy. These are our hobbies. And so when we pursue our needs and wants and go to places and do things that bring us joy, we're going to run into somebody else who shares the same joy. And so that's why number three, look at our hobbies, not the dating apps. When you're hungry for attention, when you're hungry, because that's, I think in general, most people get on dating apps because they're feeling bored, lonely, and the H word, right? Um, that has like horns <laughs> and that's it. And so they talk a little bit, but they're too scared to meet. They just, they're like, you know, they're still in too much denial, too much shame. They haven't healed enough. And so they're not ready for a relationship, but they use the dating apps just to get a hit, you know, oh, okay. Somebody likes me. I feel better. Now I'll just, you know, ghost them. Okay. They haven't done the emotional recovery work to really be ready. So for those that are ready though, they'll recognize, I don't want that. Like, that's why I got off the dating apps is uh, I found I did it. 
And then I found every, that's what everyone else was doing. I was like, well, this isn't what I want. This is driving me insane. I'm not doing this. So I'm going to date myself. And that's what I do. I pursue my needs and wants. And that's my suggestion to you. Do things that bring you joy. And you're going to run into somebody else who's doing something that brings them joy. And isn't that a great place to start from? That's number three. Number four, gas pedals. You've heard me talk about this. When we start dating somebody, too often we're shut off, no gas, too much gas. Going 70 miles an hour, we puke our life story. The point is this. Have some boundaries. Learn to accelerate slightly. Share a little bit about yourself. See what they do. Do they open up a little bit? Oh, great. Maybe I'll share a little bit more. Do they then back off? Well, then back off. Same thing with talking and texting and, you know, all these different things. Just use gas pedals. Are you able to stay boundaried and moderate and mature without doing living? Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and 6-1 since that matters and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. And in extremes, and the extremes can be withdrawal and avoidance, or attachment and obsession. All right? We want to stay out of the extremes. We, we want to learn to slowly share ourselves appropriately, maturely and moderately to build that connection. Number five, find a friend. In other words, when you have moved beyond the stage of the fantasy, and this was something I had to learn. Um, again, my counselor, he uh, asked me to make a list of all the things I wanted in a woman. And, of course, he talked about her looks and different interests and things like that. You know, brought it back the next week. And he goes, interesting. He leans in and he goes, Kenny, what about someone who likes you? Never crossed my mind. And that's my point. Because we've all been raised with books and songs and movies and TV shows of a romanticized love, we think that's a relationship. It's not. It's purely toxic. You do not want the model we've seen on TV and movies and all of that. You don't want that. That's, that's your divorce. That's called love addiction, love avoidance, and codependence. Pure toxicity. Narcissism. Like, so you want, you know you're ready and you want to start dating from the place of, I want to find a friend. A really good friend. Do you notice the, the tone of where all of this is going? It's moving away from intensity. The typical model of attraction, which is this intense draw. And it's into something quiet, much more mature, much safer, much smoother, right? We have a friend, gas puddles. We go out with someone quiet and boring, right? We share hobbies where there's joy. But do you see how much more moderate all of this is? Versus the toxic, intense dynamic that everybody else sells. Even dating coaches, they sell. You know, they're like trying to get you. That's how they draw you in is, I'm going to sell you how to get that intense love. Well, me personally, I mean, do what works best for you. I, that's not, I would go, that's a coach that can make me fantasize incredibly well. But my chances of finding love are very slim. I will find incredible intensity. 
but I will not find deep loving connection because that they're selling intensity, not love and connection. Okay. Number six, I already kind of let this one out. Be liked, not loved. I did a video on that in the past. Um, <clears throat> why it's better to be liked than to be loved because we're much more forgiving of people we like and people that like us are much more forgiving of us, but people we love, like I use the example of perfect imperfections. When we're pursuing love, we expect perfection from our partner. They can't ever screw up and we hold everything against them. But someone we like, a friend who's lazy, doesn't shower and procrastinates and has some imperfect habits. We're like, oh, I love you. I like you so much, I'll put up with that. Now, I'm not saying put up with abusive, destructive behaviors. But my point is, is liking somebody, we are much more in reality of the human condition that we are all perfectly imperfect. And, and so many of our, when we pursue love, we are very hard-lined. When we pursue, you know, as far as our needs and wants, negotiables and non-negotiables, there is no gray area. When we pursue friendship and like, there's much more gray. There are much more negotiables. And that's much more inclusion. There's much more of, of a real, true relationship dynamic of give and take and understanding for perfect imperfections. Number seven, I'm going to give you what I feel is one of the best first date questions you can ask anybody to get a real insight of their recovery journey. Ask them what their pet peeves are. And what you're going to discover is all the areas in this person's life where they still um, are on the journey of loving and forgiving themselves. You're also going to learn how they're going to hold things against you. It's the, because remember, whatever we judge, blame, hate, criticize is always about us. It may be true about whatever it is we're criticizing, but the only reason we have that pet peeve is because we have it in ourselves. Like, you know, I've talked about this before. Um, you know, I, what helped me understand all of this was my judgment of people striving. Well, I've made a lot of <laughs> a lot of mistakes in my life. And so ultimately, when I would call people stupid drivers, I was shaming myself for my so-called stupid decisions and how I couldn't drive my life. My pet peeve, the way people drive. Another pet peeve of mine is people with poor table manners, you know, chewing with their mouth open, elbows on the table, shoveling their food, you know, two utensils at a time. Like that's just barbaric. Yeah, I know that's the new way everyone, but classic, I just grew up differently. And so do you see all the judgment and all that? Well, look at the way I'm saying it. I have terrible manners as I'm saying it. So I'm talking to myself that many times in the way I do these videos, my manners are terrible. My mannerisms are less than perfect. Do you see? So my judgments are about me and my inability to love and forgive myself. Okay? And so when we ask about these pet peeves, what you will find in many cases are red flags. Like this is one of the ways you can kind of figure out a narcissist is because they'll, they'll love to tell you about their pet peeves. And you can, it depends on how they say it and what they say, but you can sense the evil in it. And so that's one way to really protect yourself, okay? Now, 
Let me give you a whole host of resources so you can gain knowledge, skills, and tools and all of these things as you take yourself out on the adventures of dating after divorce. The first one is watch my video on the truth about ghosting. All right. This happens so much in dating, and this will help you, again, stay away from toxic people. Number two, the five, manipula the five manipulative tactics not to fall for. The five manipulative relationship tactics not to fall for. All right. Number three, why it's better to be liked than loved. Number four, how to find love. Number five, how to love someone. Number six, how to create unconditional love. Number seven, the 10 do's and don'ts for a great relationship. And then finally, after watching all of those, if you really want to take your growth and put yourself, growth to the next level and put yourself in a position to create true love and connection, I would encourage you to purchase my three masterclass uh, bundle, which is titled The Complete Journey to Create Lasting Love and Connection. You can find that. Um, with all my other masterclasses at www.thegreatnessyou.com. I will list all of that stuff for you so you have the links and you can go check out whichever it is you want in the show description, okay? So if you think this will help somebody, please share it. Leave me your comments and as you embark on this journey of finding lasting love and connection, which I hope for all of you, Make sure you enjoy yourself. Make sure you allow yourself grace and forgiveness for your perfect imperfections. Use it as a learning experience, not as an all or nothing. That you are deserving of love, that you are capable of finding love, and that if you choose to make these habits and things a priority of yours, you will put yourself in the best position possible to find love. And as you do that, enjoy the journey.